Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. The GA Hour is sponsored by Paddy Power. For exclusive content from their GA ambassadors and other high-profile contributors, check out news.paddypower.com. I'm not finished yet. It took me a long time to get here. Both players have, have spoken with each other and, uh, and they regret what happened. They've had a frank discussion with each other and they're, they're both of them are keen to, to now focus on getting back to their county jerseys. That these fellas will get such a f***ing shit shock next Saturday evening that we'll put them back in their f***ing houses for f***ing years. So, Connor, we had to do a show today off the back of the CPA press conference yesterday, which completely took me by surprise now. I swear, like, I mean, I was like, what the hell is going on? I was sitting nice and relaxed. I was even relaxed about the tier two. I was like, this task force is un- has it under control. It's been given a blank canvas. There, John Horne's going to look a little bit silly by pushing in his tier two. It's all going to count for nothing. They're working away in the background and we'll know what their findings are very soon. So, like, I mean, now, as it turns out, we might not get the reform that we're after because the CPA said yesterday in a, in a press conference, they said in their statement, our contention is that the task force is a Trojan horse designed to give cover to the GA authorities to ratify the status quo while having the appearance of consultation and thoughtful deliberation. In reality, it will simply be a ratification process for the newly introduced Tier 2 football championship and retention of the Super 8s. What the hell is after happening here? Yeah, yeah. I mean, no more than yourself. Um, I was quite relaxed about um, even the, the the state of play next year with regards to the championship and stuff like that. Because although the tier two has been rubber stamped, we all knew that a fixtures task force with the right people, with representatives that we've been calling for a long time, we're going to all get in a room together and work out something for the best of everybody. And now, when you see the 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 level of detail in the in the CPA statement, it just calls into calls into question the entire process. The entire process, and like I mean, Jesus, it's it's just hard to know because, like I mean, the there's going to be options on this um, report, and these were leaked 
a few a few weeks ago, and there's some like there's some good ones in it. Like flip the season around. This is my one. You like Connor, that one, yeah. I'm going to brag about this. Well, I know I like it because it's mine. <laughs> Not only do I brag about the offensive mark, I brag about this one as well. This is just flipping what's already there. It keeps everybody happy. So you play the provincials early season, and then you play the championship based off the four divisions in the league. I'm fairly sure that's what one of them. Another one is the provincial football championships are retained but the borders are relaxed and I have a feeling this was Kieran Whelan years ago wrote this in the Evening Herald or he, he went like conferences eight, yeah, eight eights yeah. and some team from Ulster goes into Connacht two from Leinster goes into Connacht so you have you know starting with the exact same teams and you know it's played off off like that then there's there's other kind of options that were mooted a month ago where you know you either finish the season in the end of July or and then start club or you play them concurrently where you've yeah. you've you know the mixing together and just first first of all I was of the opinion that you have to end one and start another and now I'm starting to think is it nearly better play them concurrently because the inter-county managers wouldn't have the same power. The mm. commitment levels wouldn't be there because you go back to your club and you have a handier week than, you know, but it would be very hard to police that as well, you know? So like, I don't envy the task force's yeah. job. There's no doubt it's it's not easy to find something that's going to keep everybody happy. Yeah, so some of the suggestions, like the, the thing with me is like, I, 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 they sound they sound great on paper, but I, I don't really know how I'd react to them until I actually see them in practice. Because let's say the one with the concurrent club and county windows, I think that I'd be interested to see how it works, but I'd be just afraid that after a while, like the inter-county managers would just, you know, exert their control again and just, you know, that the, the yeah. clubs wouldn't see Well, the, for club league games, you wouldn't probably yeah, train of course, with them, you yeah, know, yeah. for a championship match, you might. So it, that's I, it is messier, but I do like the fact it pulls the reins completely back on the inter-county managers. But. Well, d- well, definitely, and it's completely radical reform from what we have currently, which I think, which I would have imagined was the was the was the objective of having a fixture task force in the first place. That there's an acknowledgement that it needs to be changed. So here, listen, this is completely radical, but let's you know give it a go and see how it's going to work. Yeah, and the CPA are talking about some status quo in their statement, and just to find out what the hell they're talking about with that, we have Michal Briodi, who's the CPA chairman on the line now. Michal, how's it going? Hello, how you doing, Colm? Jeez, that was a bit drastic yesterday. It came as a huge shock to me, I'm sure, to everybody else as well. Yeah, well, I suppose it had to be drastic. Um, I suppose the reason we took that decision, and we didn't take it lightly, we only took it um, last week because I sat on... Uh, only this day week, last Wednesday week, we set uh, on uh, a meeting of the the task force, and I suppose we just culminated and it looked at we looked at all the sort of submissions we had put through, and the reaction we were getting, and you know it's I think tonight is the is the the final um, meeting of the task force and they're finalising the the report, and I suppose our biggest fear, right, and what we really think is happening here is that the report is really just um, a, a disguise or it's kind of a cover yeah, for... A, tr- a Trojan uh, horse, status, you, Trojan a Trojan horse, horse so yeah. to speak, for the status quo to be retained. There is one um, version, um, one of the three options on the report is, can call, is called the improved status quo, which is really just sort of um, the status quo that it is with the, the Tier 2 as it is. It still retains the Super 8s. So, I mean, it looks as if a lot of those decisions that were made at, re- at recent um, special congresses are going to be retained and then the other uh, options may not be supported. There's no guarantee they'll be supported. So we wanted to put it out there to the membership uh, of the CPA, but even to the wider G- uh, GAA, 
that um, there's a huge appetite for change, and it needs to be it needs to be recognised that going with the, the improved status quo is not uh, is not satisfactory, and it's certainly not something that the CPA are willing to sign their name with. Okay, so just so that people listening are completely on top of this, so the report is out next week, the last meeting is tonight, the report is going to recommend three different championship restructures, am I right? One, as myself and Connor were explaining, because this was leaked about a month ago before Congress, one is going to be um, flipping the season around where provincials are played early in the year, then it's the league, uh, a league championship, the other is um, evening up the provincial championships having eight in every province and playing it off like that and then the third one importantly is to keep the status quo with a couple of improvements which probably means John Horan's tier two and maybe moving the under 20s up the year so there's three now going to come out of that report that John Horan's going to bring to Centre Council your big concern is that Centre Council are going to choose the status quo and the other two are going to be thrown by the wayside just to just to explain it for everybody at home am I right on that? Yeah, that's that. That's it in broad strokes. Um, <clears throat> without getting into the details of the ones, because we, you know, I mean, they may the the versions may be uh, tweaked somewhat yet. I mean, as I say, the report is yeah. not final, so and I don't want to break confidentiality of the um, the task force and the other members of, of it, right? You know, but how can um, how can how can you be so sure? that it's the status quo one is going to be accepted. You know, you're guessing that. You know, one of the other two improved Whoa. versions could be could be accepted by Central Council. Yeah, but I suppose we're, we're we've been trying to put forward improvements, and we haven't tried to improve the status quo because we said there's no point in having the, the the task force even looking at it. Yeah, we've tried to improve the other ones um, as well, and and basically they're not they're they're, they're not judging them on um, on the merits. They could be better. So for for them to be able to challenge the status quo, they need to be the best they can be, right? And they need to be able to get through the monster that is Congress. So for them to do that, like, you know, I mean, it needs to be the best versions of them, right? So unfortunately here, like, the, what what the report is not going to do, is not going to um, really sort of give direction on is a path forward for the report and the various options to go to clubs or even to Congress. There's no guarantee that anything other than the improved status quo will go to Congress next year. And Central Council, like, you know, we say the report, the, pro, the report will go to John Horne and he will bring it to Central Council this weekend, as we believe, but you or I might never see the the it beyond that, right? Um, but, the, but this is so the thing. But this this is the thing. Do you think you've jumped the gun by jumping out now rather than wait for that to happen? You know, I I, I completely agree with you. If Centre Council agree on the status quo, I think it's time for a revolt. Absolutely. But why do it now when their intentions could potentially be be good? You know, they might want change. Uh, well, I suppose we, we, myself and Michael Higgins, had to judge that from attending the meetings and seeing what the, you know, and seeing what the the reaction is. There, there obviously is sort of some people on the committee that are insiders, um, and are trying, you know, and very much defending the status quo and saying all the great changes that happened, or you know, in, right. in recent years. And there has been some um, uh, incremental change that have been positive for everyone, right? But you can sort of kind of sell a pup, you know, to air and kind of say, well, look, it's great, isn't it? Like, you know, there, everyone has been looking at this, um, you know, from, from for quite a few years since the qualifiers came in, that there is a better way of doing this, right? And that the, the amount of space, if you look at everything from when the qualifiers were bought in, from the Super 8s were bought in, the new hurling changes, all of that is just added onto the inter-county calendar, right? Yeah. Nothing has ever been taken away, right? 
We heard yesterday even the announcement of, of uh, uh, the international rules again. Um, that where does that fit on the calendar? Like you know, that's invariably going to be taken off club weeks, right? You know, so like we can try and do everything, and you know, um, they more or less sort of wrote. For, for we were disappointed. They wrote the three main models that they're putting forward, despite getting submissions from ourselves with the main ones that put up alternatives. But e- equally too, there were some brilliant ones from the public, which we kind of looked at and said, "God, you know that that's a bit better than ours, right? We'll we'll adopt some of that and put it in, and and we've evolved our models." over um, the course of the task force. Um, and I, I just think, like, you know, all the hard work that was done by individuals in the public, it just needs to be sort of, recognize, you know, it needs to recognise that they were ignored largely. Right. But so, so just on the other two, the other two options that are going forward, like, for example, flip the season around. Like, I remember talking about that on in my previous job about five years ago. That was one of your recommended um uh, one of your options for an improved season in one of the documents that you released not long ago. The, the question I'm asking you, the other two, the flip the season around and the, the even number of provincials, do those two structures take the whole season into account and give every, uh, give every competition its own part? Are you happy with those other two? Or, you know, for, yeah, no one's, just, going, no uh, one's uh, going to be perfectly happy with you know, someone else's, no. but would you stand over the other two? Yeah, well, I, I just uh, we didn't leak anything um, beforehand, right? So there was documents leaked um, seemingly a month ago there to a newspaper, but that wasn't from ourselves, right? But what we did show yesterday, right, and was correspondence that there is. You're, you're correct in saying, like, if you talk about a flip and a four by eight, right? Um, and our models, which we call, we have two models, and and they're openly there. They're on our website, right? And there'll be a tweet, a tweet or a, a social media message going out later <coughs> today with a link to those, right? But they'll show you two, the two versions that we wanted to put out to the membership, right? And one of those is exactly but running provincial leagues in the springtime, taking a six-week break, uh, April, May, then running a, um, a four-by-four uh, All-Ireland series, but they, and there'll be a tier two as well, which will have a four-by-four, four, but they will be seeded based on where they finished in their uh, provincials. So, I mean, initially, right from the start, everyone has an opportunity to fight uh, to compete in Sam Maguire. But equally, too, um, it really sort of uh, accentuates the, the the importance of the provincials, which is something that that that, that we recognise as tradition, traditional value. But this would be a great way of evening that up. Right. right. So basically, then you would go to four by four into quarterfinals, uh, semi-finals, and finals, all run over the space of. Um, in thirteen weeks, and then you're into sort of club uh, club season. Then from week thirty four on, and and it is is one of the options there. One, not the status quo. The other two options is pretty similar to that, right? It's pretty similar, yeah. Okay, yeah. right. So, like, I mean, if you've got one in that you're pretty happy with, why pull out over a status quo one that might not that this might not happen? Do you understand the point I'm making? No, no, I appreciate what, you, what you're saying, but you have to understand that. And the mechanics of the GAA will be that those other two versions might never see the light of day. I hope that they do, and I hope that the the, the revelation that we've kind of revealed yesterday will will assist in one or two of those other models and even improvements of them reaching Congress floor. Right. If we put if we pull out here now, like I mean, you know, our our, our um so you're doing so, so pull, pull we had a meeting to go to tonight, and we was going to be rubber stamped, right? Yeah. Okay, but then thereafter we have lost control and we are out of the process because it goes to central council and you know and we can either support or not support, but we don't have any votes on the Congress floor, as you know, right? Yeah. That goes back to the clubs. We will still, as we see when this report comes out, we will recommend 
um, to our members and we will sort of um, we will support an option if there is something but certainly if the status quo is the only one going uh, going forward and we do genuinely fear that that is the um, the intentions of the leadership of the GA. Why would they have brought the tier two? Why would they insist on bringing the tier two through. Why would they insist So here, I'll, 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 ask, you, I'll ask you that question because John Horan is in those, in those task uh, review committee meetings. Why, why does, what does he say? What, what's his answer to that? Well, he, he said from the outset, right, I mean, he said from the outset it was going through, right, and that it wouldn't be, it wouldn't have been, um, it would only be in for one year and that if there was a better version that came through, that it would be changed. But all the three versions are trying to adapt his tier two into it. Right. Not putting in the tier two that I mentioned, right? So it's kind of just trying to hold on to what went through at Congress, which is, is probably one of the the, the, the worst tier twos, tier two type structures that I think anybody would have seen. I don't think there was any support, uh, certainly not, there was no support from the CPA, there was no support from the GPA, there was no support from the wider, um, you know, journalists, media, etc. The only support was in Central Council first. Um, so, like, I mean, you know, John, unfortunately, hasn't been at meetings since the Special Congress, uh, since he got that through at Special Congress. OK. Um, so I can't comment. He wasn't any of the, the last two meetings I was at. All right. OK. So, like, I mean, that that's the thing. And just on the other two, what I, I don't really want to talk about the status quo because I would be on the same opinion as you on that one. Why would any status quo even be an option to bring to Central Council when the when your remit was to come up with something new? It just I just can't understand how how that's even. And I would be just as fearful as you that Central Council will say, "Well, look, that's great. We're making little improvements." I share the same concerns. I just I don't know. It's just going to look so bad on them, uh, Michal, if they go if they do that. It's, it's, this has been a big charade. Then, like, how can they stand over this process if if after all this talk, we're going to get all the stakeholders in? they end up voting what was already there. Yeah, and I think it would be a huge disappointment um, to uh, the membership of the GA. There's massive expectation out here that there is generational change coming. Yeah. I don't think the leadership of the GA sort of uh, realise that. Why would you start the report with nearly 30-odd pages defending how good the current system is? Is that if you're what, putting is that out the, a document, the, document for change, yeah. you, you would start and say, right, we recognise this change. All the reports come back to, that was done on fixtures, go back to the 2015 report that Park Duffy um, sort of uh, compiled. And he concluded with all the, the previous different reports that change had to come and that the GA leadership had to be strong and deliberate. Liam Griffin said last uh, yesterday at the press conference too. He openly said he said he was on the Hurland Development Committee um, that brought in the change that brought the Christy Ring Cup, the Nicky Rackard Cup, etc. Right. So, but he said the difference then was Sean Kelly, the the, the then president, got that got, got a number of people, including Liam. I think Gerlach Nan was one of them, and there was four or five others. He got them in, come up with the changes, and I'll back you to the hilt. And he backed them, and right. he got it through. Right. That's not what seems to be happening here, obviously. Right. Okay. Jesus, very disappointing. Is there a concern that you've kind of thrown the GPA under the bus a little bit here, Michal? Because you're pulling out saying we can't stand over this, um, and the GPA are just still sitting in there saying nothing. Well, I mean, look. I mean, there's the the third levels are in there. The um, well, the other players' the union as yeah, well. Like, I'm you talking know, more like, the players' yeah, union. Th- Right, fair enough. Um, look, I mean, we look. I mean, I I I, I communicate with um, people in the G, in the GPA like Paul Flynn and Ronan Sheehan, who who, uh, who is on the that committee. But 
at the end of the day, you know, uh, myself and Michael and, and Higgins and uh, Michael will partake in, in the majority of the meetings, right? We're, we're responsible to our executive and our wider membership, right? And that's sort of 98% of the playing population, right? You know, um, the GPA are entitled to do what what they want to do and whether they think to support it. But we, we genuinely didn't ask them the question uh, whether whether they would come along with us because, you know, we are a, kind of a standalone. Um, we represent the Club Players Association, albeit we would have shared views on a lot of things on fixtures and we're not a million miles apart there at all. Yeah, that's well, that's the thing. I think that whatever the relationship with the, between the GPA and the CPA, one thing you have absolutely in common is this fixtures issue and one thing they're trying to be strong on. I just think if both of you pulled out, it, like they have way more clout than the CPA, if we're being honest, uh, Michal. You know, like you wonder what the CPA's next kind of step is and without the GPA the GA are much more fearful of them than the CPA for example obviously for obvious reasons Yeah but uh, e- equally too like you know I mean and uh, some of our members um, would share the view that the GPA would um, you know maybe be the root of some of these problems right I don't I don't share that view so I mean look we, we would be on, on, on fixtures share certain things but at the end of the day we made this decision after last Wednesday's meeting and we had to be quick to do this because last night um, or tonight is the, is the last night so I mean we you know we decided our executive decided unanimously last week says we were going to do this and um Look, as I said, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens from uh, the meeting and whether, whether the report goes to Central Council uh, or not this week and what the GPA stand. But that's for um, Paul and his committee to kind of look on in, in isolation. It's not for me to comment on it. In fairness to him, he's never commented on, on, on uh, I suppose, our tactics or strategies either. OK, OK, fair enough. Um, just uh, what, what if John Horne brings these three to Central Council? OK, this is a small percentage chance, in my opinion, and they pick, for example, the flip the season. Are you going to end up with egg on your faces then? No, not really. Because if they if they pick it and and put it through, great, right? But I mean, how? I mean, we don't as we don't have votes uh, in Congress. So I mean, I think by what we're doing here at the moment, will potentially um, improve the chances of them of bringing be it the flip or the four by eight okay. to Congress. So, so, so that's what so, needs to be done. Yeah. At the end of the day, we're a single ticket, um, a single issue. Organize lobby group here, and it's on fix the fixtures. And if this is what we feel we have to do to get it across the line, hopefully that will happen. If if one of those options come in next year, um, column right at Congress, right, I will be delighted. Yeah. Every executive member of the CPA will be delighted. We never got into this for a uh, position, certainly not for money, right, or anything like we did it on a single cause, and we did it because we said it has to be done, right, and whatever tactic strategy we employ will be just solely to get the fixtures fixed. Yeah, so like, I mean, this this press conference and pulling out like this is shining a light on what your concern is with the hope that, you know, it maybe puts pressure on Central Council not to go with the status quo. Hopefully, yes. Yeah, hopefully. I yeah. don't. I think they're decent tactics. Um, I, I have to say, come here just to finish up. The, G, the GEA released a statement uh, yesterday saying the task force was expected to develop proposals in a balanced way, recognizing and respecting the sometimes conflicting views and the needs of various stakeholders involved and many of the individuals and groups. Like, was the CPA? Uh, willing to negotiate and, you know, come back. Up. Everybody thinks their own structure is the best um, structure. Yeah, but I, but I think the fact that we 
evolved ours right throughout the whole task force based on right. feedback. I'll give you one example there that um, um, one of the ver- our versions said, well, look, you know, when you do a four by four group in the All-Ireland series, you know, there's no room for New York. And it was told us you cannot exclude New York. And we said, why not? Like, why can't you have them play uh, play the winners of the tier two, promote the, pre- the tier two, and uh, play, get them to go out there for a trip to New York, and that will promote New York football, but they won't be in one of the groups of four. But that was said, no, that cannot be, that cannot cannot happen, right? So it's not a logical argument. Logical ar- arguments were not thrown back at us right. for any changes, right? We have no, we have no sour grapes that not that it's not our plans that's on the table. But just there was a lot of other plans put forward. No one else around the table put forward plans uh, apart from ourselves. Uh, some of these was worked on, obviously by um, members of the the committee, um, but there was a lot of good ones there that were submitted by the public that uh, have went um, uh, without being sort of seriously looked at. Right. Okay. Like I mean, that 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 seems like a very logical thing to do with New York. Like I mean, they can't travel. Uh, they only play one game per year over in New York, anyway. So to play the Tier Two champions in and a trip for the Tier Two champions, like this kind of attitude, computer says no. Why? No, <laughs> you can't do it. Like, is that what you're up against in in there with? Yeah. With some it, it, and you know, we were promised that everything would be off the table, but now we have nothing against New York or anything or any overseas. Um, yeah. Well, um, I'd say New York would like that option. I actually, like, I mean, currently the the one the one that's currently there is never televised. I don't think it hasn't been televised in the last couple of years, so no. it doesn't get great coverage over this it's side. It's an irrelevance. So yeah. I think it, it, you know, I mean, unfortunately, it might be there just because it's junkets for certain for certain guys, and that's maybe sort of moulding some of the decision making processes. Uh, that is within Crow Park and that's unfortunate like you know Yeah finally there I won't keep you any longer like I mean where do we go from here if if this is a case of this goes to Central Council I share your concerns completely if this goes to Central Council and they say right well there's been some great incremental changes made over the last few years and we'll go with the status quo what do the CPA do then? What does any, What do the GPA do? I know you can't answer for the GPA, but I'm not going to lie. I will hit the roof <laughs> if anyone wants to listen to this. I, I really will, Michal. I'm be so disappointed yeah. after a year of, you know, being optimistic about this finally changing and all the problems there are with it for them to come back and say, we'll keep the status quo. I, I'm not, I, I, I'd be so deflated by the whole thing. No, and, and and this is why, you know, this is our biggest fear on this, and it's why we did what we did this week. Yeah. Um, and I'd say we're not happy to just sit back and sign a report that goes nowhere. Um, so, I mean, that's not, what, that's not what we're here for. So what will we do? Look, I mean, like we do every week and like we did last week, like we, we, we'll meet next week and we'll meet the week after as things sort of kind of develop and we'll develop those strategies. But we can see from correspondence from our members um, that they are calling, they're calling for heads, they're calling for sort of action. So we're, good, we're, we're just going to have to look at that and, 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 and see what our best strategy is. But once, once this happens, people say, well, why, why, why have you jumped outside the tent? Well, effectively, as the meetings would have closed tonight, we would have been outside the tent anyway. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you're we're power, you're powerless. Yeah, you're powerless after. Or we would have been anyway. powerless as of tomorrow morning, right? Yeah. Um, now we've kind of shined a light on this, and we're kind of saying, look, please, sort of within the committee, within Central Council, look and sort of see what the what the grassroots members want, and deliver it for them. Yeah, Mihal, thanks very much for taking the call. Thank you, Colin. Jesus, Connor, I don't know. Like, I mean, if this comes to pass. 
how much have we spoken on this podcast about, well, the Fixtures Task Force Committee, look, let's wait and see what they say. They're going to revolutionise it and John Horan's open to it. Now there's a status quo option and a huge worry. And uh, look, to be honest with you, after what we've seen the last few weeks about county boards, the shenanigans, county board officials, do you think John Horan's master plan the whole time has been to just continue it on, but look, let's just under pretense of let people think that we're getting everyone in a room. I don't want to believe that. Yeah, see, obviously we're just after listening to me all there. Do you know what I mean? But that was my sentiment throughout listening to him the whole time, that this is, whoa, 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 this is from, from the get-go. This has been the plan. This has been like, okay, I'll set up this uh, this task force with the kind of, perce- everyone having the perception that this is going to fix everything, where all along the plan is to bring in my much, uh, much criticised Tier 2 championship. And like, I, I suppose the timeline of it as well, I mean, uh, when the Tier 2 championship was introduced and you're like okay that's only got the go ahead in like October and then this task force I think John Horn you could nearly say he deliberately because the task force the findings of the task force were going to be released in early January so people are going to be asking the question well sure we only had that tier two, two championship a couple of months ago why are we going changing things again and maybe John Horn's going to be happy with that all along but I have to say that just listening to Hall. Um, it, it does definitely create that perception that like, you know, as he said, I think he used the word sold the pup. And I think it's hard to escape that perception that everybody's God. been sold the pup. Please, please say it ain't so. That's all I'm saying. But I, first I was thinking, what are the CPA doing? And Michal has explained that very well. And I actually agree with what they did now. Whereas yesterday I was like, why jump on the outside? Why not wait? One of the other two might. But if the tactics are to create enough of a stir around this and let the public know what's about to happen, yeah. that might prevent it from happening. So yesterday I was thinking, Jesus, what, you know, why, why are they doing that? They've no, they're powerless now. But the fact that they would be powerless tomorrow morning anyways, because yeah, this is yeah. done, signed, and now it goes somewhere else that they have no say over. There's no selfish motives in the CPA. Like Doesn't me, look, no, 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 no me, all, me always adamant throughout that the whole, the whole, the whole point of the, the way they've acted in the last week to, to raise the issue now, obviously with the final meeting tonight and then going before Central Council on Saturday, is if, that, if they're excluded from the process, but that their ultimate, uh, their ultimate aim of getting it out there, that there are proposals there better than the existing one, that yeah. are going to see the light of day, well then that's their, that's their mission accomplished basically. Like they said, they said in their statement, we cannot in good conscience put our names to such a compromised document. I, I found that very strong. And this is not from, th- this is not said lightly by fellas that are actively looking to cause dissent. At, at, at heart, they're, they're GA people as well. They just want yeah. the fixtures fixed, obviously with the with the interest of the club player at heart. But they did not say that lightly. So like I like you, I kind of maybe questioned the motives. Why don't you just stick involved with the process for now? But now the way he's put it, it makes complete sense. Yeah, no, I don't. How is there a status quo left in the three options? See, that's the, that's the, that's the big one. Yeah. Like, I mean, you'd wonder how any fixtures task committee would allow this when you're brought in to change would allow one of the options one of only three options to be to stay the same it, that's just beggars sure, all surely, surely no point in forming a fixture a fixtures task force in the first place the if the ultimate aim is to stick with what, what we have already and we know the resistance to change within the GA and within the committees in the GA and within the administrators in the GA You've wasted your time. Like, I mean, I, I didn't say it to Michal there. They said in their statement, task force members were sent an email on August 1st suggesting three broad options for consideration. So they didn't really have a blank canvas at all. They were given, Michal alluded to it, that they were given kind of options to work with yeah. rather than, geez, I, I don't know. if the And the CPA were the only ones to engage with the process. They were given feedback to work on the proposals that they proposed. 
And then they were disregarded anyway. And then we said, right, we're going to talk about the three. We're disregarding the members of the suggestions made by members of the public, which the CPA adapted to better the ones that they had already suggested. Yeah. So, oh, look, look, it's a big slap in the face to, of them. To be honest with you, I don't think I'd last 10 minutes in one of those committees. You wouldn't. We'd, <laughs> no, we'd, you know, no. you have to be very political to try and get things to work. And maybe one, maybe the CPA are, can be unpolitical at times and say, this is what we want. Well, they're a militant group, I suppose. Mm. Like, that's their, that's why we like them. The GPI would say are probably a little bit more political in, you know, let's so kind they of, have to be because they're they officially to, under They their probably wing. have to be. But I suppose you don't get, cha- you don't get the change you want. Like maybe the politics is what kind of allowed that status quo to go, to be included in it. Do you know what I mean? Like, whereas the CPA are clearly making a stand that that should not be in it. And that's why it's contaminated and they can't stand over it. And if, to be honest, if we're looking at percentage chances, I'm, I'm looking at an 80% chance this Poxy status quo will, will be the one well, now I cancel. <laughs> no, definitely no. Like they, it's not, the, I don't know why I'm laughing because it's, uh, it's no, not no, funny. It's, and it's, it's very serious. This is the most serious issue within the GA. Everything else pales in comparison because of all the knock-on effects, overtraining, uh, the commitment levels, the, the students and club players and everyone being pulled in different directions and all the different knock-on effects to your, your health, you know, mm. all these kind of things. These are fixed if the season is it fixed. It all comes back to the it fixtures, all, it, 100%. It all, yeah, it all does. And the overcommitment for inter-county players and that kind of thing, you row it back, shorten the season, they get their lives back a little bit more for six months. All these issues will be fixed. And Parik Duffy talked in 2015 in his um, annual report, he says, there's a great variance in the levels of physical conditioning required to play at different stages of the January to April period, leading to contradictory demands being placed on players. How many times have we said that? January yeah. to April is a mess. Now, if they vote through a status quo that does not fix that, it doesn't fix yeah. that, what their own director general was flagging in 2015, this is a disgrace. I can't see, like, John Horan will leave as maybe the most disgraced president to ever sit as a GA president if this happens. And that's, that's the truth. Yeah, no, it's he strong. Will be the yeah, most, yeah. He will be disgraced that he's one task force that was supposed to bring about change and he pushed through his own agenda the year before and it was all it was all you know it it came to nothing now his uh, tier two gets through well maybe not disgraced but he'll be the most laughed he'd be most laughed at in this studio well let's just say yeah, that well, well the, the, the main kind of um, the main focus of his tenure and not just because of his change in the championship proposals have been to kind of mix up the season from 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 how it currently stands and, and that's not just because the CPA was formed you know like in around the time that he became president but it's just that like even going back to there the, like the, the strength and conditioning demands the CPA suggested getting somebody from with the sports science background onto the onto the task force and that, that, was, that was thrown out right. and it's just something they said as well uh, like a line that really stood out to me from their statement was proposals that stand the best chance of getting through the decision making pro- pro- process at Congress are not the same thing as the best proposals for the future the ah, GA. Yeah. and that's just amen like, yeah. like every every proposal comes with the proviso that like well whatever you propose you'll probably have to dumb it down a bit to get it through Congress and like the whole thing with the if you <laughs> I think you've mentioned this before but if you put together a fixtures task force why not place the trust in them considering that you've a representative from every group like that's, that's of significance in the GA. just say right we're going to give you free reign a mandate to come up with a solution that's better than than, than what's out there at the moment yeah. and that it's not going to you know that we trust you that's, that's what we thought it was not going to be voted yeah. through not going to have to go through Congress to get voted that's like what Michal was saying about sorry about Sean Kelly giving the giving Liam Griffin and exactly. Gerald Nan. look ye 
fix that and I'll leave it to you and come back to me and you know that's not what's happening here it's very disappointing I think the only thing if this happens that the status quo is kept that the GPA and the CPA have to come together and threaten a strike take the power back I'm sick of this Yeah, I'm sick <clears> of this how much how many hoops has the CPA jumped through at Congress and trying to get motions on the floor and they've gone through the right pr- uh, process from motions starting at the clubs through the county and they can't get anything the GPA have been laughed at at Congress with their championship uh, structure ideas they're not being taken seriously and at what point are the GPA going to return to being a union and to go, hang on a minute, this is one embarrassment for us too far and forget about the first round of your National League next year. Serious, that's the only no, thing I that's going so. to change and, and, that. And I think you've heard some kind of positive soundings from Paul Flynn. Paul like Flynn he, is a warrior, he's a fighter. That's, that's what I mean, yeah. yeah. And like, the, like there was, there was, wasn't was uh, there a, a memo from the GEA to stop himself and uh, Michal Birodi from... Um, discussing oh, debate, tier yeah. two on RTE as well, so that's another just kind of slap in the face for the GBA. And like, how many slaps in the face are the GA willing to go out before something radical like that happens? I'd love to see it as well. I'll wait until I see it before I believe it. But but if if this if this is going to be the way it's going to go, that's the only way that you're going to enforce change. You know? Yeah, exactly. Right. Well, we'll we'll uh, we'll wait and see. We'll try. Might try and talk to Paul Flynn from the GPA. I've sent him on a text message. We'll wait and see. Can we, we talk to him in the near future? Then again, you see, Paul, I would imagine Paul will wait until we see what happens, which is probably what I would have done. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, but I understand now why the CPA, you know, did what they did, which I didn't yesterday as much. You know what yeah, I mean? No, as much. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, thinking on a different lines. Right. Well, listen, that's always time for. We'll be back tomorrow and we'll have a regular Thursday show where we'll preview the weekend's action. So we'll talk to you then. Good luck. The GA Hour is sponsored by Paddy Power. For exclusive content from their GA ambassadors and other high-profile contributors, check out news.paddypower.com. I'm not finished yet. It took me a long time to get here. Both players have, have spoken with each other and, uh, and they regret what happened. They've had a frank discussion with each other and they're, they're both of them are keen to, to now focus on getting back to their county jerseys. That these fellas get such a shit shock next Saturday evening that we put them back in their f***ing houses for f***ing years.